is Mommy's Very Special Work Trip. My name is Matthew Kroll. And somewhere out there, there's a young girl dreaming of one day becoming a criminal. My name is Shahir Dowd. And this is the only podcast about movies, specifically the film Oceans 8. Seven? No, oh, no it's 12. Carry the Three, four. Two. I, um, I don't know. <laughs> well, speaking of Carrie. Oh, do you see? Do you see what I did? It's really great, and no one quite knows yet why. We have amazing guests for this episode. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, dear listeners, it is my most absolute pleasure to welcome co-hosts of our sister podcast, Speaking of Carrie, which is a fantastic Sex in the City podcast. You have to absolutely listen to it. The only two people that I would ever trust to pull off a heist (laughs) via bus tour. (laughs) <laughs> Elise Brando and Melissa Stagowski. What is up? Wow, I that just want to clap for that, that intro. Was yeah. Wow. I was a, delighted. I don't have words now. I can't yeah. speak. Sorry, can't do this. Too excited. Welcome, welcome, welcome. <laughs> Thank Hi. you. The best title drop of our podcast we've ever had. Better than we do on a regular basis. <laughs> we can't that's get for sure. it right. You sound much you better saying it. Uh, thank you very much. It is lovely to have you both. Uh, so for uh, those of you who don't know, uh, I, I help produce uh, the Speaking of Carrie podcast, the only podcast that is fully about Miranda? Is that how it is? Uh, well, one where we mostly talk about Miranda. Mostly talk about Miranda. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it is Gangbusters is super fun. We actually just recorded two episodes <laughs> today. Feeling oh alive. So Whoa. You guys, are, you guys are in it right Oh, now. we are <laughs> in it. Oh, and Shahir, I do have to warn you. So for their and podcast. you guys in sync as well right now. Like maybe. Maybe. Basically being in the so. room for well, three we, hours together. But we are, our hands are extended. Please join this this flow. I feel like I'm going to be the outsider. Well, I'm going to stay on the outside uh, of the circle. The I don't think so. Though, we're going to pull you out. Nope. Uh, he's going to be the We're going to find out whether he's a Samantha or a uh, Carrie. I think, is, I'm a Cynthia, I think. I think I'm a... No, Cynthia, Cynthia Nixon. You're running Cynthia for governor? I'm running, running for governor. governor? Oh, okay, That's great. I love your platform on children and education. There you go. On heist. But I will say, Shahir, I am a quiet partner in this in this endeavor of speaking of Carrie. I man the boards and I help out with some little things on the side. The ladies are, are full and, and we on. We look to you. Yeah. Yeah. We but, look to you a lot. But I have to be quiet during that show. Oh, my so goodness. So I've been sitting in a room podcasting saying nothing. So I am terribly, I see now where you got the time sorry. to come up with the speaking He's of Carrie line. It's like, there yeah, we go. You were thinking about this. Ad hoc. It. Yeah. Um, wait, what, what are our, He's like, this is, a, this is the four, four, we are the quadruplets of six in the city right now. Like what do, can we take roles? Can oh, we, we, are you going to assign them? Yeah. Can we assign who we are? Of course. I am. I, I've seen a couple of episodes of six in the city, but I'm okay. not like, I'm not like super familiar. I'm kind of, but listen to your podcast. I've gotten excited about it. I kind of oh, want to watch them and I want to watch the movie. Yeah. Yeah. I do listen. Of course I do. What? And I would want, and I want to, um, I want to see the movies and I would love us to do like a cross, another crossover episode. This is the crossover episode of the century, obviously. <laughs> but 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 a crossover where we did talk about where we did talk about We'd where we do honest. talk about the movies. Yeah. Um, I mean, like, what what got what got you guys into Six in the City in general? Oh my god! Well, it is our profession. It is your profession. Uh, so you that was part of Six in the City. My no. rent. Yeah. <laughs> we well we met uh, when at least trained me to be a Sex yeah. and City bus tour guide. Uh, <laughs> so I mean, we were both into the show before then, but that's really solidified. And we both did comedy, and I got uh, on location to our job because I did comedy and other. Um, fellow comedians were like, hey, they're hiring. And it was like more of a broad TV film tour that was like from the 1980s to present day. Yeah. And so I was doing that for a while. And then like a Sex and the City guy dropped and someone was like, hey, do you want to fill in? And I was like, uh, does a bear shit in the woods? <laughs> sure. Because like 
I am a fan. Yeah. But I have appreciated so much more and renewed appreciation while doing this tour and podcast and seeing fans and seeing people and their re- response to it and going back and revisiting it. Um, so it's kind of grown, but I was just a fan, a good fan. But now it's become like, wow. Has it changed? Like has like the 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 Six in the City fandom has that yeah. since since the show ended since the second movie came out has like do people respond to it differently now? Is it like is it more kitsch or is it more revered? Do people like more into it? Or? I feel like it's a little kitsch. Like because yeah. now there's it's so much a timestamp of when it was filmed twenty yeah. years. But I think it's even more fun to look back at now. Like the further along you know, it becomes in the past. I think it's fun to look back at that. Some things still resonate. Some things are a lot of it is evergreen, right? But there's a lot that didn't hold up. Like for instance, how hard are you supposed to tug balls? Oh, that is yeah. that was an episode. That we never got any emails on that, and I was kind of sad. Well, I really <laughs> wanted some info on that. You can email us at onlymoviepodcast at <laughs> gmail.com. Please, please. Ask Matt to tug your balls. Please. Yeah, yeah. And just let me know the, the, the exact torque strength that I'm only going to measure it in that amount <laughs> of effort. Yeah, no, I'm there. 100%. It will exceed uh, all expectations. Uh, also, other than, the, other than um, being Sex and the City uh, tour guides, you both are fantastic in your, in your other parts of your career as well. Elise, you're an actress. Yes. You've, you've um, listeners, you've probably seen Elise around in a various commercial or short film or two. Melissa, wonderful stand up. I actually <laughs> just uh, caught when I was looking up how to spell your name for my notes. I fell into a rabbit hole of your stand up oh, uh, on YouTube. Oh wow! <laughs> and now I know all about uh, how to not fall in love with my therapist. Oh yeah, that's yeah. a that's an oldie but a goodie. It was fun. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that show. is my most viewed YouTube video is about me talking about. I had this like male therapist, and he was hot, and like <laughs> it was kind of weird. Like I was, I, I was, I get my money's worth. Don't get me wrong. I was right. crying. I was really delving into stuff, but I was also noticing a thick sexual tension that lied between us. So oh, wait, it went both ways. I believe so. <laughs> Let's go with yes. Yeah. Yes. Oh, please. I mean, very much so. There was a time where I was like, I think we might fuck. Yeah. And like when I, he like raised his rates and I was like, I can't continue this, this craziness that's been going on for a higher price. I was like, I need like a real therapist. And the last email I sent to him kind of like breaking up with him, I was like, I truly hope I see you. Oh. And he was like, thank you so much. Like extremely professional email back, like oh. paper trail. And um, yeah, but you know, we'll see. I'll keep you guys posted. That, yeah, that's what Snapchat's for. <laughs> Shahir, yes. we have a review on the iTunes machine. Uh, yes, we do. So uh, I want to thank Jen, uh, Jenny Bus uh, for reviewing us on iTunes with a very lovely review saying, thoughtful film analysis. This podcast has been one of my favorites for some time. The interplay between Matt and Shahir is engaging and allows for detailed discussion about movies. Yeah, 50-50 yeah. on that one. Um, they cover movies. <laughs> but we, range- disagree. But we yeah. like the lie. <laughs> <laughs> they cover movies ranging from the most popular Marvel film out at the moment to smaller films I've never heard of. If you want to be challenged and also entertained by film analysis, I highly recommend checking out the only podcast about movies. Aww, thank you, Thank you, Jenny Buss. Uh, she's believe, amazing. Yeah, no. God, lovely, really thoughtful. Nice. Yeah. Uh, so I believe she's also been emailing but us true. about um, violence in cinema, which is yes. a topic we are planning on um, covering uh, at some date. And she's actually given us some really thoughtful questions which I think we'll actually structure our discussion. It's, yeah, she she wrote the, mm. she wrote us this lovely like outline of the questions she would like discussed on our violence in media and, and cinema in general podcast. And like, y- you did like our homework. Uh, Pretty not, much, yeah. 
yeah. did you did our outline for us, and yeah. we really appreciate that. That's amazing. I like what so you did. Kind. Yeah. yeah, Deadpool though. I felt like you guys were touching on that a little bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah we that's, I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. how this whole started. But now oh. we're gonna do one of our sort of special. We've done some other. We've done race and representation before, where we had the wonderful Damian Lemon and Carolina Ravasa on uh, for that. We've done a couple other sort of like side things like that, which is super fun. Check out the back catalog. <laughs> um, but we're not talking about any of that today. No. <laughs> Fuck that. Yeah. Fuck all the other the <laughs> other things. We just have eight. Just eight things. Just to eight talk things about. to talk <laughs> about. Us times two. Yeah. <laughs> so let's bring math into this. Is Shahir uh, Charlotte? Am I? You actually, see, so I don't Shahir know. Shahir is a. I don't know Six in the City characters. Oh, so whatever. Oh man. Yeah, I mean, I'm getting a Charlotte vibe. Which you're, one's you're Charlotte? Traditional. Um, you have a child. Is Charlotte Cynthia Nixon? No. no that's no. Kristen. But Davis. she also has a child. I okay. could see you also as a Miranda. Okay. I see. At first, I thought Miranda. <laughs> I think I don't. I think it's a Charlotte. I yeah. think knowing Which Shahir is as well as I is yeah, the um, the I, I don't know. Kristen how to, Davis. She's, she's very wholesome. Wholesome. She has standards. She's kind of the social norm that all the other characters are oh. like. Like, yeah, I could buy that. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. Seems like but then she does get wild, and oh, she's the only shit. one who. Uh, in her own ways, in her own environment. Yeah, yeah. Right. Are you guys, for, are you guys reading my future here? I've, well, no, I've seen Shahir get wild in his Holding own his environment palm before. Right <laughs> see it in his palm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we've we've been to Europe together. That's true. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What happens to Europe? I've been in New Zealand. Yeah. You're fucking nuts. Yeah. Back in the day. Back in the wild day. boy. <laughs> Fun fact: I know this is old hat for people who listen to the podcast, but Shahir was this close to becoming the Black Power Ranger back in the for day. For a little while, yes. Shut. I would the fuck up. I would introduce myself as that every time. Black Power Ranger. Yeah. Or almost the Black Power Ranger. Almost is better. What was the process? What stopped? Um, I just, just I'm not, I'm not a good else? actor. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying Neither that. Neither are they. So, yeah. I mean, I got through three auditions before that became That's a That's incredible. <laughs> Big but, deal. But yeah, not a good actor. What was the process You couldn't like? just yell, Mastodon, and like hold out a thing. Yeah, I don't know. That was the thing as well. I don't know anything about Power Rangers. Uh, I remember going through the auditions. But also, I think it would, I would venture to guess, because they were filming it in New Zealand, and they were just looking for brown people. I didn't know. I didn't know uh, that it was filmed yeah. in New Zealand. Yeah. Well, uh, so... I, I believe I believe I, you could have stolen that part. <laughs> Just to be clear, I was a mile away from that part, and I, you know, yeah, I, I've never that. wanted to be an actor. I would just kind of was for a little while because you know I. I, I I can do is that lines. What Chris Hemsworth says those yeah. are yeah, yeah. He's, he's, he's not New Zealand he's not New Zealand no. yeah no, Jermaine, it's pretty Jermaine much say yeah. that does everyone from New Zealand and Australia just be like I mean I'm tall and good and good enough looking where this will just sort of work so pretty whatever I, I saw myself that, as doing like, I, I wanted to be yeah. Chris yeah, yeah. Hemsworth but I did you know I just you know I I, I chose other things fair yeah like fair. not doing that <laughs> um, yeah so moving along uh, I want to I want to talk a little bit about the oceans movies and our relationships to the oceans movies because um, this was an interesting one for me. I did not watch a trailer for this movie, did not know okay. anything about this movie going in. I knew it was coming out. I knew there was going to be an all-female cast about it. Mm -hmm. um, and I am kind of a fan. I, and I would kind of equate it to maybe how you are to other franchises, like the X-Men franchise or something like that. I or, see what you're saying. Yeah, you know, like I, I enjoy the Oceans movie. But I got to be honest with you, I didn't, you know, like I've never ever considered that I needed to see another Oceans movie. You thought this. You thought they was done. I, I, here's what I, I like, I enjoy them. I don't, I wouldn't, but I don't want to like put them up on a pedestal and say they're the greatest thing sure. ever and that I needed more of them. You know what I mean? Fair. How Fair. about you guys? How do you how do you feel about Oceans Danny movies. Ocean, George Clooney? Just oceans in general. Yeah. Um, the Atlantic, Atlantic, the Pacific. <laughs> nah. uh, strong waves on the West. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> they'll rip you apart. Uh, I, 
have a great time. I like heist. I don't, I haven't watched tons of heist movies. Mm-hmm. Um, like watch the sting. I watched a lucky Lo- Logan lucky. Yeah. Uh, yep. I've watched there. I, and I enjoy it. I enjoy him a lot. And, uh, I, Rem- don't remember ocean like the George Clooney oceans oh, very wow. well. Cause it's been forever. Yeah. It's forever ago. And so then I watched this one and I, I want to like have a little, like let everyone know that I didn't watch oceans eight to talk about it. Like I am right now. This was like something that I got to, I was able to jump in on this podcast and be able to do, but I, so I'm coming from it from like just purely enjoyment kind of place. Was it perfect? No. Were there like lulls? Yes. But like, I enjoyed it. Um, did it need to happen? That's, that's a whole other conversation, I guess that we can get into. Um, I think a female heist movie needed to happen. Mm-hmm. You could call it anything. You could call it oceans. Sure. You could call it, I need to get out of debt. I, uh, I, I really good at this one thing and I see a way of getting it. Here's my friend. Let's work together and get it. It doesn't matter what but it was I called. Think putting it as part of this major franchise okay. was kind of cool. Yeah. You know, and I think that gave it more leverage than it would have just as yes. a standalone. I agree. This is not a, a positive thing about myself. <laughs> and I <laughs> do this all the time to lots of especially series. But I think the way I've felt about the oceans movies is like, I get the gist. Yeah. You know what I mean? I get it. Yeah. You're robbing stuff. You're mostly hot dudes. Yeah. This is casinos and shit. I get it. Yeah. You know, I know I saw one of them, which was the one that Julia Roberts was in. She's in or 13. Three. Oh, is she all three? Oh, she's not in the third. Oh, okay. Yeah. I re- the one where they were like, she does look like her. No, she's like 12. Yeah. yeah. I liked that. I yeah. thought that was cute, but I don't remember anything else about them. Yeah. So that's where I was coming from. I also vaped. Before I saw it in a THC way and saw it at oh, one yes. in the afternoon alone. Wow, that's so, cool. What yeah. a great time. I mean, I go to movies alone a lot and I feel like that's kind of like the way I get the most accurate perception <laughs> of it is like a little bit high and alone. Um, so you I'll, can I'll focus. In. I was focused. I was taking a little, some, a little notes on my phone and uh, yeah, I, I did enjoy it. It was a fun flawed I also little precursor precursor is that the word I would we're also women we're also we have to support the shit out of this not we have to but like we're not at a point in movies where we can just like shit talk female movies because there's not enough there's not enough we gotta be careful we're only gonna get so many in a a Wonder Woman type of way where I'm just excited to see women like together executing shit and I'm like yes like at the end of the day that is like if we're gonna have final thoughts I'm gonna have them right now before anything has happened (laughs) Uh, let's put that out there first but like I can relate to the Oceans 11 and Oceans 12 and Oceans 13 I can relate to Indiana Jones I can relate to uh, whatever and the man I yeah. was like, and I lived through that and I love it. And I love those movies, but it was nice. Like wonder woman to see women doing the stuff that I related to men doing, but now they're doing it. There was a special extra boost to and be the like, amount of confidence that every single one of these characters had oh. was very cool to see. Like that's always positive. And it's not about men. They weren't doing something. I mean, one was like what? a heist within a heist. And of course out of eight women, Revenge. sure. But of course out of like 12 men, sure. Yeah. There yeah. was some female, whatever. So sure. But like, I, it was just nice to have a movie. It didn't reinvent the wheel. It didn't, um, there was maybe a law here or there, but I had fun. The music I enjoyed, the editing, was it the same the as? The casting. I mean, the, there casting. was, it was star studded. 
a star study, but I also came into this going to Hawaii the next day and in the middle of it having to leave because I booked a subway radio commercial. Wait, hold on, hold on. <laughs> hold on, hold on. So, wait, 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 wait. Let's back, let's back up the train a second Sorry, here. sorry. I went to town. Sorry. No, no, no. But did you, do you mean you only watched half the movie? No, I had to leave. Like I was getting, my phone was blowing up and they're like, leave now. We have to call you. So I ran out to where I could get reception. I think it was the part where Sarah, what's Sarah's last name from all the, um, Sarah, Sarah Paulson, Sarah Paulson yeah. is getting, is getting like, you know, you should do this job. Like, yeah. and like taking like mommy's got to work early yep. in the movie. Yeah. Yeah. So, in the movie. Yeah. so that part I missed. I so then I came back in because I had a friend who was married to a lady who, um, he was like, something's weird is going on with her. And then all of a sudden he got the keys to like their separated like <laughs> garage in the backyard and he goes in and there was literally just like 67 lamps. <laughs> he was like, what the fuck is going on? And she had just had this like klepto problem where yeah. she just kept stealing lamps. lamps. And I thought that was kind of funny. Like her garage I just thought she filled was the with Avon shit. Lady. That's what I, I honestly thought she oh, was the Oh, I Avon thought she lady. was like addicted to stealing stuff. I mean, obviously that's what it was. Yeah. Oh, guys, I missed a really good part. That yeah, sounds yeah. like a really fun part I missed. It was oh good. God. Anyway, so I came back and I was just like high on life and I was like, this movie's everything. <laughs> well, we, we do talk a lot about the the experience or how and when you see a film uh, will obviously affect how you you view it. Um, but a lot of things, and this is a little bit of a tangent, but I want to talk about it even before we got into uh, the actual film itself. And I wanted both of your opinions. And Shahir's too, um, about uh, there's a, a bit of a weird um, obviously we've seen this before, like, uh, you know, backlash of the ding, 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 sort of variety in the sense that like people like, uh, are hating on certain aspects of this because it is just women. And maybe I haven't, I haven't heard that. Well, so there's, 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 there's two, I've, I definitely heard it with Ghostbusters. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Came out last well, year. Ghostbusters has its own issues. The, the, this though, in particular, there was a thing where, uh, it, it, it's been doing fine in box office. I think it, it's already surpassed number its one. budget. Yeah. It's been number one. It, uh, I think it's like 85 or something like that at this point million. It's, it's, yeah. it's doing good. Um, but on the, on, on Rotten Tomatoes or something along the lines, it's something in the mid seventies, as far as a, rev- a critic's score and uh-huh. an audience score of around 50. Now what? I don't put a lot of clout in this, but there was an interesting sort of, uh, conversation, um, had by some of the cast members of this movie that were sort of like blaming critics for its uh, for its middling reviews, which I found weird because the critics in this case uh, were actually on their side more. I feel than than the a, than the audience. A little bit more context to this. Well, to I, I was going to get to that. The, the, the other thing, sorry, was that they the the thing they had a problem with, and the reason they were saying it wasn't reviewing so well was because. Uh, 80-ish%, 85-ish percent are white older men yeah. that are reviewers. Critics are yes. extremely sexist. Yeah. Yes. yeah so 100%. That's, a, that a, would be my point. A study came out uh, around the same time as Ocean's 12 was released by the USC Annenberg School for Communications and Journalism that said uh, that noted among uh, around 19,000 reviews, only 20% were evaluated and written by women uh, and nearly 78% uh, surveyed came from men. Uh, that came out to a ratio of 3.5 male critics to every female reviewer. And this points to I think we've had this conversation yes. around race and representation in mm-hmm. cinema where, you know, there's not a lot of female directors, not a lot of female um, uh, authorial voices behind the, behind the camera. But what we're seeing, what this study illuminated as well is there's not a lot of, um, not a lot of critical response um, uh, uh, in, uh, in the cinema um, that, that represents an alternate voice as well. And this kind of has led into an interesting conversation because um, 
you know, for example, uh, Avi DuVarnay's film, uh, A Wrinkle in Time, reviewed fairly poorly. And the conversation, um, I believe it was Mindy Kaling, but don't quote me on that, uh, said something along the lines of, um, I don't need a white male to tell me what they think of A Wrinkle in Time. Uh, You know, the movie is not necessarily made for them. Um, I have... uh, so I, I'm sort of in an interesting position on this one, which is that I agree with the sentiment um, that, yes, there is an underrepresentation of critical thinking uh, around um, cinema, and that can lead to the way we watch films in a very different way. Um, you know, it can also lead to the things like, you know, there is a populariz- popularization of, you know, the types of films that women don't necessarily enjoy. But I also disagree with the idea that you can be of the opposite gender and not know what a good movie is. And and I think because that's where I'm going to come down on this movie is I don't think it's a great movie. I think it's an okay time at the movies. It's it's sort of possibly fun. I, uh, you know, and this is the, this will be the weirdest thing I will say about this movie. Doubt it. Um, oh boy. And, and I've been like, I've been thinking about this all week and trying to figure out how I can phrase this in a way that doesn't seem offensive. And I don't think it's offensive, but oh it might be. Offensive. Oh Here we boy. go. Here oh we, everyone, moment of silence before this happens. But this movie feels like the kid's sister of the Oceans movies. And in the way that it's, con- it's in the shadows of the Oceans movies. And, and, I, and something that I, I don't think it needs to be. Um, I think... You know, there are female-driven heist movies. There are many, you know, like we've, um, uh, for example, set it off, Mad Money. Um, there's a movie coming out by Steve McQueen later on this year called Widows, um, you know, which which uh, are interesting movies. And I think, uh, I, I think, though, while... I agree that there is something to this movie, like going to see it. Um, I took my wife to see it, and she just had a great time watching it. You know, she just enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, I... I find it hard to recommend because I don't think it's a great movie. I think it's a, you know, it's an okay time at the movies. But I also feel, I kind of feel that way a little bit about the Oceans film as well. But there is a, there's one difference that I want to think, that I want to talk about with the Oceans films and this. We'll That's get to that. That's what I was yeah. going to yeah. say. It's yeah. like, are these male-driven ones that riveting? Yeah. No. Are, are any of them different from each other? No. I feel like that is the franchise in general. And to contradict myself of what I said a little bit earlier, I do think it's important to like note those differences and like I don't want to by any means give this a pass because it is all female like I do want to support it for that reason but also we shouldn't judge it differently just because of that there's there's a way you can it's interesting I think because there's a way you can support with your dollars and not just uh arbitrarily fawn over it in a weird way because it's important that from a from a uh, monetary standpoint, that people see that these films can make money, money, so more of them will be made, and, I, and and better ones will be made. I feel this is a stepping stone. Sure. It was very important. It got made. Did I want an Ocean's Eight? No. But did was it able to show a large? large group of people that like, look, all of these women are doing this job and it's fine. Yeah. It's at least good. It's good for like a blockbustery in a sense. And here's, here's where I, cause I, I guess this will sort of roll into my sort of first thoughts too. Cause I, I, I didn't do that yet is the basically I have long on this podcast said that films do not have to be these amazing like every film doesn't have to be the most amazing film or the most horrible film reinvent the wheel it's it's it this is a fun in my opinion popcorn Mm. flick yes and i actually it's funny you bring up the the kid sister bit of it i found i don't know if i would coin it exactly that way but the feeling that you're trying i don't know i can't think of a better one right now but the but the the feeling of that made 
for me, the Oceans films, like it's more interesting than the last two Oceans films. Because 12 and 13, I don't, I've seen them both. Mm. I don't remember them. Yeah, me I don't and, either. It's like, and, it's a blur. It's like one big, long six hour film. Now, now granted, um, I, I, I barely remember the heist of Ocean's Eleven, and I'm not saying that the heist in this one is the most riveting heist. In fact, I would say the heist in this one is, it's interesting because you're doing a heist movie in 2018 and you're doing it at the Met, poses different challenges than say robbing a casino in 2008 or yeah. whatever it was. And I liked that. I liked that it was females and the Met Gala, which is something that I think women do follow at this time period. And yeah. like, I was a little bit annoyed. Gala. Oh, okay. There we they, go. Did, they did in there, yes. And I was a little bit annoyed at first that it was like, oh, women love diamonds. Let's make this a diamond dice. But then at the same time, I was like, that is kind of fun. You know, like jewelry. And I think I would react to diamonds it's that way. Visually like, stunning. Yeah. It's a visually yeah. beautiful place to have a heist. Yeah. Yeah. You know, setting wise, they nailed it. I mean, I think I think the as far as as far as visual sort of acuity of the thing, because like a casino looks like a casino, whatever they were sort of robbing in the other films that I don't even remember, I don't remember. Well, in the details with the celebrity cameos at the Met Gala was fantastic because those are the people that you look for at the Met Gala. And I had this weird moment when they showed Kim Kardashian where I was just like, oh my God, they got Kim Kardashian. And I was like, wait a minute. No. She's very lucky to be in this movie. <laughs> like that was a ridiculous thought Amen. that I had. Amen. And one of the Hadids or whatever, like they, the cameos were yeah. great. So so my, my end point of the beginning of my thoughts uh, is basically that <laughs> I like that there are there is a giant sort of gambit of where films can fall as far as the uh, you know, either art to uh, just dumb popcorn to like whatever. There's there's a whole we color wheel of 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 <laughs> emotional roller coasterness that I could eventually make, but I never will because I don't have to prove myself. But I think it's it's nice to have films like this because I like films like this. It's yeah. not it's not changing my life. I'm not going to think about it a ton after the fact. It's just something that a I'm glad I can vote with at with my dollars because I'd like to see more things like it. Yes. It felt like hanging out with a bunch of cool as fuck people that I would like to hang out with in real life. Yeah. It uh it it had um, good dialogue. It was so shot solidly. Uh, music cues were fun. And it had Aquafina, who I used to work with at Girl Code. No. I actually stole the show from him. It was, it was fucking wonderful. So, like, I, I, I had such a... It, it's weird. I had such a good time in the theater. And then after the fact, it was funny. I was talking with Jamie, and I was like, well, I could pick this apart. And I could pick that apart. And then I was like, the more I picked at it, the more I was like, oh, well, I guess that didn't work. But that doesn't change anything how I felt actually in the theater. I came out guns ablaze and I was like, that was fun. I'm so glad I, I had fun. Yeah. yeah. I had to pee. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, that was but I didn't leave. I didn't leave to go pee. And that says something. <laughs> anyway, should I read the IMDB and then we'll then we'll kind of uh, get sure. In. Yeah. All right. Absolutely. <clears throat> <laughs> what? Whoa, I'm excited. IMDb. Uh -huh. This is the movie description that they provide, oh. just in case we don't know what Ocean's 8 is about. Please refresh me. Okay. Debbie Ocean gathers an all-female crew to attempt an impossible heist at the New York City's yearly Met Gala. Yeah, that's what happened. That's it. That's, that's what that's happened. That's all it says? Uh, that's all it says. Accurate. It's always one sentence, and it's always either really accurate and boring or like, what? And this that's one, so I feel funny. like, is the first one. Nailed no. it. Yep, you got it. Way to go, IMDb writer. I forgot her name's Debbie. <laughs> Debbie Ocean. Like, like Danny Ocean. So, yeah, well, I didn't know up top. I was like, who the fuck is her brother? 
right. why does everyone know this except me? And then I was like, oh, yeah, there's like a bunch of movies before this yeah. <laughs> that I didn't remember. <laughs> but then I kind of caught on. I was like, well, she either fucked George Clooney or that's her brother. <laughs> and it turned out to be but the brother. But not both. Not both. Not both. No. And that was cool. That was a good choice. <laughs> that's going to be an Oscar film. That's, that's an Oscar nominated right film there. coming out soon <laughs> next year. Did you guys buy Sandra Bullock as this hardened criminal? Mm. That was tough for me. I, I feel like she's very wholesome. I, I think I, so again, part of the issue that I have with this movie is that I think it lives in the shadow of, of the oceans film, which is that she's playing kind of the Danny ocean character. The first shot of the movie is pretty much the exact same shot. Of, Question. Mm. Did of, you watch oceans like 11, 12 and 13 just recently? Uh, I have watched them recently yeah, okay. because they went off Netflix and I do, I do enjoy them, but I don't want to anoint them as like their cherished memories or anything like this. My hot take is I think Oceans 12 is the best one. Uh, I is think that the Julie Robin? Yeah. That is the one with Julie <laughs> I think, I think that is, the, is she pregnant? And the reason I like that one is that I think it has this sort of cannonball run feel to it where it feels like everyone in, involved is having fun. Mm -hmm. um, I also, um, the, the, the main reason I think uh, the only reason I wanted to bring up the distinction between those two, the you know the the Oceans films and this film is is Steven Soderbergh, uh, the director. Sure, okay. And Steven Soderbergh is someone we've talked about on this podcast a lot. We did a review of like uh, Logan Lucky. Uh, we went through his you know kind of filmography in that in that conversation. And Steven Soderbergh is someone I respect uh, you know incredibly as a filmmaker, and I think is someone who is very inventive and does things with the form as a filmmaker. So every time, even in a film like Oceans, which are you know his his biggest franchise hits, which are his sort of his uh, studio films, they're inventive, they're fun, they do weird and wacky things. Ocean 12 is like the strangest big budget blockbuster you'll ever see. It's It's go got back. the weirdest sensibilities. Um, you know, like he starts shooting with DV cameras in the middle. You know, he's got the biggest movie stars in the planet and he shoots it like an independent feature, you know, like off the back, uh, you know, off his shoulder. Um, it, it's got this sort of dynamism that I really like. And so contrast that with Ocean's 8, which is directed by Gary Ross, which is a filmmaker I kind of like. He did uh, Big? Didn't he? He, big? Wrote, he wrote Big. He wrote Big. Got it. Okay. And he direct, I think the best film he's directed is a movie called Pleasantville. Did you guys see Pleasantville? Pleasantville's great. Yeah. Pleasantville's fantastic. He also did Hunger Games. He did direct Hunger Games. And Which are no I love the Hunger Games. He, yeah. he, he did the, the first one. one. But the first one's great. Oh, it's fantastic. Yeah. And yeah. here's an interesting connection is that uh, he and Steven Soderbergh are really good friends. Ah. And he asked Steven Soderbergh to shoot um, uh, B Unit on the Hunger Games. And so those two have known each other for a while. I got can I, can I, I'm sorry this is a tangent, but Hunger Games sticks with me as a there's a there's a certain bit of it that I literally think is some of the most masterful filmmaking I've ever seen and it's so strange to say this about that film because it is good but there's something that and this might be kudos to the editor or maybe to the director but the moment when they raise up in spoiler for Hunger Games uh, the, when they raise the up into the battle arena for the first time and all the kids attack each other I have never seen a film do violence and ride the the razor's edge of what you show and what you don't so effectively to get the the emotion of terror that you are trying to get across across because it's I, only PG thirteen exactly right? and I was yeah. and I was thinking I was thinking to myself I, I was like I wasn't even prepared for it because I'm like it's PG thirteen they're not going to show shit and they don't show a lot of shit but the way that they did the cuts 
on that scene made it one of the most visceral feeling violent moments without seeing a ton of violence. So kudos to the editor and and uh, Gary Ross, if they, if I imagine he had a hand in that as well. But that was something that whenever I hear of, of someone who was involved with the Hunger Games on that sort of side of the line, yeah. I'm always like, ooh, I'm going to probably like what they're doing. And it mm. might not be fair, but that always clicks in my brain. Um, just to bring it around to a weird thing and we'll move on. Hunger Games. Remember the old lady in the Hunger Games who like couldn't speak? She was a mute. Yeah. Yes. Well, I haven't seen that. That's Magda. Miranda's oh, yeah. maid. I remember that. Isn't that yeah. in Sex and the City? All right. I'm all done. We've I'm done. Moving along. Moving along. I'm all done. This has been done. the only podcast about the Hunger Games and Miranda's what? And Sex and the City. Maid. There you Housekeeper. go. But yeah. also not a lot of violence in this movie. In no, Ocean's Eight. in no. Ocean's Eight, no. no, not a lot of stakes either. I would say, like, it doesn't feel like mm. uh, a lot is at stake. Now, I my, so <laughs> my issues here come down to um, the steaks look uh, delicious at the Met Gala. Well, were they eating steak or was there? There was a couple steaks. I'm sorry, that was a bad joke. Not worth the interruption. The first two were great. The third kind of, you know, it's like the Ocean series. Um, <laughs> uh, is that I? I, d I didn't really feel like I was that interested in any of these characters beyond like, oh, they're in a heist. You know, like I didn't really, I didn't, I, I wasn't going, I really need to know the reason why Dibby Ocean needs to pull this heist. I was like, okay, there's a guy involved. Kate Blanchett, who's an, a phenomenal actress, like one of the, you know, one of the greatest is, is just kind of in this movie. And I'm kind yeah. of like, you know, she's just kind of there. I, I kind of felt that way about most of them. I think Anne Hathaway kind of has the most fun, you know, yeah. she gets to play like a version of herself. That's kind of, yes. she know. plays the media perception yeah. of herself. Yeah, And that's and kind it's of wonderful. It's kind of fun. And actually in that scene where she kind of has that breakdown where she has the necklace on and yeah. everything, I thought that was a really good meltdown and probably very true to her. And I got a little bit emotional. I mean, it doesn't take much to get me emotional. <laughs> let's say that. But like when she has that meltdown, I was like, wow, like that's probably very realistic. And the stakes of going to the Met Gala are that high. Yeah, I can see that. And, and like I, I, I also kind of enjoyed like the mechanics of seeing the Mitt Gala in action. Like yes. I kind of, I kind of yes. liked that. But other than that, I didn't get a lot out of this movie. Other than it sort of happened. There's no background on Minnie Kaling at all. No. I mean, just that her mother is she's just Indian and she likes uh, so oppressive and like just like again, none of this is to say that the Ocean's films are masterful at doing this. Sort no, of thing. but I but I will say. There's a masterful filmmaker behind those movies that does some really interesting things, and there are some things in this movie that made that felt like nails on chalkboard for me. No, uh, that's like oh. there was there are a couple of things in this movie, and they like uh, the editor of this movie is a phenomenal editor, uh, a woman by the name of Juliet Welbing. She works with a guy, a French filmmaker, Jacques, Jacques Audiard, all the time, and she knows how to put together a film. But the last scene of this movie on the train was like I, I was I was literally I, I had my hands in my head watching it feeling like there, there's you know like when you're editing this I have this phrase called Johnny's first day uh, which is like when you're watching something you go oh that's Johnny's first day okay. that's fine. You, yeah. you know and there was a there's like a picture and picture effect that was used in the final scene where they're flipping pictures and I was like this really feels like Johnny's first day and it's like I know they can do better than this and I I just I, th there was it was literally like like nails on a chalkboard well, and what me. was that a callback to like that metro card joke like way at the beginning of the movie like mm -hmm. I didn't feel like that was a super strong like tie it all together no it's it just and it felt yeah and so like it, again there I don't hate the movie I don't think it's a bad bad movie or anything like no. that but I'm just not 
I, I like this is a difference I think between you and I as well. Where where he's pointing at me. He's <laughs> pointing at me. He's pointing two at me. Hands Audio media. Yeah, two hands. There Audio media. Two hand yeah. point. Which is that um, I think as well. Uh, I like to come down on a movie and because I want to give a recommendation of whether you should spend your money. Sure. And this is not a movie I would say spend your money on. Oh, I, I would. would. I would spend my money on this. Let me. Can I? Can I sort of uh, pick pick that at, at, at yeah, one second? It, I want to say. Do you think? I, let's let, there's there's actually two parts to this question and I would answer yes to both of them but I want to I want to say obviously you're from a filmmaker's perspective and from a solely like this is the review of the film you're saying don't spend your money do you think mm -hmm. that in our current climate it is still a good idea to go see and what what it sounds like to me you're saying is an okay movie do you think it's worth the time and the money to spend to vote with dollars in this particular case the issue that I have with that is that you're not talking about the movie then you're talking about the politics of going to the movie and sure. the economics of going but to the movie. But we did say that the end result was should you see the film or not. Now, maybe based on the actual film itself, you are saying, no, from a filmmaker's perspective, it is not worth your time and money. However, we live in a day and age, God damn you, 2018, where it's it. there's things that sort of might transcend that in 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 movies and culture in general. Right. So that's, yeah. And I, and I would even be on board for, for that argument. Right. If the film did any, if it innovated or did something fun and interesting that I hadn't seen before, even if I didn't think it worked. Right. You know what I mean? I can get on board for that argument. I don't think this film does any of that. Uh, I, but I like. I okay, well, you go for it. because No, I, it's literally just seeing women. Just right. seeing women. I can't tell you how exciting it is to just see a bunch of women. And then, Did you see Girls Night? I saw, I did not. See, so, so like Girls Night is a movie uh -huh. that I would oh, go, wait. absolutely go see that. Well, this Girls Night is, uh, I think I'm thinking the, Girls the, Trip. There's well, Girls there Trip and there's Rough Night. Two. And this is kind of what pisses no, me off. No, Rough Night was the Lana Glazer. I didn't see that. Girls Night was the Jada Pinkett Smith. I think it, Girls Trip. It's called is it Girls, Girls Trip? Yeah. yeah. Not to be confused with Night Trip, yeah. which don't see Night Trip. <laughs> I get pissed see, see, off I would, when I would release two movies with the exact same plot yeah, yeah. <laughs> at the same time. The kind of the toys and ants. I know, you know there's a different of. plot. Like one of them has murder and stuff, but like still, yeah. I don't know. But that's like that for me, that would be a film I would get behind and be like, yeah, I think this is interesting enough to go see. Well, am I the only one with movie pass here? I have movie right. pass. No, yeah. Yeah. I think we, we all, all have, movie, have movie, pass. movie pass. So at yeah. this point, Although I'm I seeing didn't... everything. <laughs> right. Yeah. I don't give a fuck. I saw Paddington 2 just on accident, and I was moved. <laughs> I hear Paddington 2 is it fantastic. It is truly oh, incredible. Everyone loves that. Yeah. Ride movie pass until it dies I a horrible, oh, you flaming have to, death. Man. But, the, but I guess the point is here is that, okay, people listening to us for the first time, or people listening to us for an opinion on whether they should go see this movie. Get high. That's 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 the, that's the kind of thing I can. Seventeen dollars. You're gonna look at seventeen dollars in New York. I don't 17. know that I spend seventeen dollars on any movie at this point. Really, I'm, I would. I'm so um, with Movie Pass. I am spoiled. Yeah. I don't know. Um. But I. Uh, here's the thing. We we talked about it not doing anything new. Yeah. Uh, and and at least you sort of brought it back to and, and and you can debate what is actually new or whatever. But at least it's something that feels different with the fact that it is all women. Here's something that I. Again, it did not reinvent any wheel, but it did a lot of, I, I like a lot of different wheels and this had a bunch of them in it. And I am, I am a die or I'm a ride or die character bitch. And by that, I mean, <laughs> I will follow a film much harder and longer if I enjoy the characters and I enjoy spending time with them and watching whatever exploits there are, even if their exploits are not fascinating or innovative. Right. And in this film, 
for instance, this is I'm going to I'm going to shit in it for a second too. <laughs> None of them have arcs except yeah. for Helena Bottom Carter. She has a full complete arc even in the in the Johnny's first day uh scene. You see the end of it. There's a bit of closure with her necklace on that we're getting into spoilers now. Um uh necklace on the window and she gets a brick and mortar store and whatever. She was in financial ruin in the beginning of the film. She was nervous. She wasn't a criminal. She became a criminal and now she's okay and she's set up exactly where she wants to be as a do designer. You think all the yeah. characters had they that arc. They don't. They don't. No. None of them have changed. That's the weird part. Right. None of, only she has changed as a person. The rest of them at the end of at the end of this film, they're just rich. They just get. Yeah. That's it. They just get. And it's a like there's change. no real reason that they need money. You uh, know what I mean? I don't. Or I mean, besides like everyone wanting money. Sure. But what I'm saying is, anyway, and that we wouldn't. Can, wouldn't you say Dibby, you know, Sandra Bullock's character has kind of. Debbie or, Debbie is the exact same person when she left jail until the end of this movie. 100%. She is the exact same. So wouldn't that be kind of a like a suggestion of like somewhat of a, a lackluster film. That is what I'm, that's yeah. what I'm saying. I'm yeah. saying this is a bad part of the thing. Yeah. But uh, to counterbalance that, I as a as a viewer am I it personally and a look, character bitch. And a character bitch. Oh. Ride or die. Uh <laughs> is is ha is I'm able to get on board with a thing because even though that is true, they don't go through anything uh, that changes a lot of them. The heist itself, I never feel like they're actually in any danger. There's Low a weird. Stakes. The stakes are so low. There's a weird so third act bit with um, what's his head? Um, the James, Bob Corden. James, James Gordon. Which James Gordon. in anyone else, oh, yeah. if, if that yeah, character Corden, was played yeah. by anyone Netflix else, I'd, I'd be like, fuck you, movie. But for whatever reason, it works because it's him. Yeah. The, the accent. The, the, I like having these characters interact with each other and talk with each other, I, I, I even if the, the conversation isn't leading to a grander thing, it all feels like people that I would want to hang out with. But I think that's because I was impressed by the casting. I was like, yeah, I want to see Sarah Paulson and Rihanna talk to each other because that's fucking weird, you know? It, yeah. like, and I that's that fine. Was it it again, was all movie stars. It weren't just actors. And, we, and like with a movie star comes a big people's like pre like you know preconceived notions about them about their past like career but even the ones who weren't i mean rihanna and aquafina yep. i hadn't seen in anything before she cracked me up immediately you didn't see the hit film battleship starring rihanna <laughs> <laughs> wow but uh wow. but like and it was just like oceans where it was like a bunch of celebrities movie, yeah, yeah. movie stars yeah. and it's oh it's, yeah that's what oceans is known for right to me yeah. that's the same that's i mean again it's not doing anything innovative but it's doing something i like and i would be personally and again this is just me i would be a huge hypocrite with the type of fandoms that i am a part of if i said i needs everything to be the most i mean innovative every time for me to enjoy it that's just not how i go i can i can see i mean marvel does a lot summit a lot of innovative stuff but a lot of redundant stuff to itself and i am on board with all of it i love the spectrum of it i i need to be in certain moods for it like i if something is redactive or reductive or whatever that r word is yeah. um i and i'm not in the mood for it i'll be like ah, oh, fuck i've seen this before and i won't watch it i i guess and i i don't disagree with that i guess though you know the thing that i'm like want to think about though is that what are you going to tell someone who's listening about whether they should see this movie ladies I'm going to encourage people to see it. But okay, here. Okay, let me frame it. <laughs> let's redo, let's redo the exercise. Let me reframe the question. Give me a really compelling reason why I should see this movie that has to do with the movie. Like you're talking about the plot of the film? The movie itself. Like just, just the, 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 the first minute to last minute. Give me a reason that I should see this movie because of what happened in this movie or something about this movie. It's fun. It's lighthearted. 
It's great to see. I mean, I, I hate it becomes a trope of like, it's great to see women on screen, blah, blah, blah. Like, I can't wait until That's there's so many that I can be like, no, this one's shitty. Go see the other female movie I did not if you like- want to see a bunch of women. I don't know. I mean, to me, like, I'm not so much like a heist has to be like super exciting for me to be like into the heist. And no, there was not anything character wise that kept me super glued to anything, but I didn't want to miss any of it. I thought it was still fun and it kept me, I wasn't waiting for it to end. I know that's not a glowing review, but there's a lot of movies. I get very bored in a lot of movies that aren't like love. So, you know, romantic comedy telling like a stranger to see this. Um, if they've seen the other oceans or not. No. I, and that's the thing I would say. I, I'm, the question I'm asking is tell me a compelling reason to see this movie on its own terms. I just want to see, I want to see him pull it off. Like I know the stakes were low, okay. but like 2018 security to see like the technology that we have today, how the fuck would you even like, I can't think that far. I'm I too think stupid. Been more of that though. It's like what, like ducking under lasers. That's Every that, movie, right? That's every movie, but like the, the their thought processes and like the timing and the things that had the dance that they had to do. There's a lot of choreography in this mm. film that had to get done and timing and there was flow and there was music and like again I know like the women and thing, but like it was not it was nice to see good actors acting together scene by scene. Each scene had a fun little thing about it and had a button and then like almost every scene. Um and it moved on and uh I love that. You don't see too many. You don't see a thousand women in one room not talking about one guy like it's the Bachelor in True. most days. <laughs> True. True. It's there's if it like the Brechtic test. The Bechdel test. Bechdel. 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 The what is it? The Bechdel, Bechdel. test. That. Thank you. Um, the few scenes. Yeah. yeah, it passed, and that was so exciting. It wasn't just one, and there was only. And I also totally side note, but I liked the gentleman that they got for the heist within a heist. Richard Armitage. Yes. Yeah. He is not completely like George Clooney status, <laughs> which I appreciate. He's a Gerard be- Butler. Because I don't yeah. trust people because they'd be like, dude. oh, it, they would have been like that, you know, that heist movie with Brad Pitt. If yeah. it was an A-lister, that's what would have happened. I think we have a long way to go. I don't think we're anywhere near where we need to be as far as cinema goes with females and stuff. And I thought this was a nice stepping stone that like I listened to Paul pop culture happy hour yep. starting to talk about this. And I kind of agree with what they said, like this, if you find it on TBS, you're going to stop and keep watching it. Right. Yeah. And I think that sort of goes to my entire point too, is that it, it, the, there's an interesting and not to bring this to an extra credency level, but mm-hmm. there's an interesting thing about the value. So in order to, to determine sort of gain or loss, you need to figure out the value of things. And for this particular exercise that we're doing, you need to figure out what the value of your time and how much money you will actually pay for it is to your own life. Right. And now yeah. look, there are some films where I will literally be like, I don't give a shit how much money you make. You need to see this and you need to see it in the theater. And there's other films that I will be like, stay away from this motherfucking thing like the goddamn plague. This is something where you actually do have to do the time and money value. Basically, like, how long uh-huh. how long will it take you to earn the $17 you need to see this movie? And then figure that out along with the other values that you bring into it. And that will actually determine monetarily whether or not you should see this film because it is a... It is a okay movie that at the moment I had a ton of fun with. Okay. But don't skip dinner. Maybe yeah, financially yeah, yeah. Don't, don't not eat. This is not a movie where you should skip a meal for, but you might, you could give up a coffee right. and go yeah. see this film. I would say yeah. That. Or, 
or if it's new to HBO, that's the first fucking thing you do yeah. when you clear your afternoon. Yeah, or TBS. Very funny. Oh man. Um, <laughs> the yeah, it's it's a weird it's a weird it it falls in that span of films for me. Yeah. Um, because on one hand, like I said, there's zero uh, character change in most of the characters. On the other hand, I like small bits of it that, that there was a lot of sort of care taken to it. Wired did an amazing video. You should check it out. I don't know if they do it more, but this is the first one I've seen where they actually got tech people and actual hackers to review how the hacking worked in this movie because hacking in films is normally garbage. <laughs> and in this film, most everything kind of checks out. They took very little liberties, but it wasn't just like some fucking slapping the keyboards from Rihanna and then making things go. There are actual technologies that went that. into things about it and it made it all make enough sense. Cool. There, so when there's small details like that combined with characters that I'd really like played by people that I love and throw Anne Hathaway in anything and I will watch it. Uh, it's just, it it really does, uh, and that and Helena Bottom Carter too, she fucking- Yeah, it's, I into that. It's, it's, it's something that like I can get on, all of the nits I can pick, I can outweigh and still with, with clear eyes, full hearts, not losing, suggest going to see it unless you are in some sort of like, I, you can only see one movie every three months. Well, and I'll just say at one in the afternoon, the, the audience I was with was really enjoying it. Like not to give away one of my favorite beats in the movie, but there's a part. We're in spoilers. You spoilers? can. Spoilers? Okay, cool. So Anna Wintour, the back of her head is shown yeah. where obviously you can tell and they're not showing your face and you're like, okay, everyone knows who this is going to be. And they do this kind of like pan around her face and everyone's kind of like, mm. and then they get to her face and you're like, oh, it's really Anna Wintour. And every female in the theater was like, oh. Yeah. I had that <laughs> like experience they as well. got her. Oh, and and I, was, I was right along with them. Anytime Rihanna stepped on stage, people lost it. Did yeah. people lose it for you? I think people when she just got into her dress, when she got into the the red dress yes. people in my audience were like, oh, cool. Like, perfect example. Perfect example of how this film doesn't work but makes its not working work. Here we go. Not every woman in this heist, it would ever make sense to be dressed fancy for this thing. But by the end of it, we get a shot of every woman dressed fancy walking down the Met steps. And that, and I wanted that. I was torn over that. Really? I, well, I was like, I... I, I love I, you can't not yeah. is my feeling they were you having can't fun not. Yeah. And, and, and if I was in that, that movie and some of them had evening dresses and I didn't I'd be pissed <laughs> and that so, to me says all right, sorry and then that to me says sort of as my bottom line is this is the the movie and that moment tells you what the movie thinks is important for your enjoyment it's not the it's not the overall heist itself it is not obviously character development it is cool women Cool conversations, cool situations. I think it knows what it is. Kind of like Fast and the Furious. Like, we need to show a couple Maseratis right now. And people are going to yeah. be like, yeah, that's really fucking yeah. great. And Tyrese needs to complain that he's not in charge. And then we get the whole thing. And then everyone's like, yeah. yeah. And then we're like, oh, my God, Rihanna in a dress. Yeah. So it's kind of like, I think they kind of <laughs> knew their audience. Oh, my God. The rock slides a torpedo across the ice and hits another car. Yeah. Yeah. It's this. I yeah, yeah. I feel like it, it kind of knew what it was. But I think it was being safe. I also think it was trying to be safe. And that's where it got hurt. Hurts. Yeah, I, I, I think the 
the the so for me uh, the uh, the only parts of this that I think are sort of interesting from a viewing mm-hmm. point of view, and if you're interested in this sort of thing, then I would recommend it. Which is that I liked seeing the mechanics of trying to pull a heist off at the Met Gala, mm-hmm. and I that kind of reminds me of this sort of you know like Alfred Hitchcock to catch a thief kind of like seeing glamorous people do like uh, seedy things. You know, yeah. I, there's there's something cathartic and pleasurable about that. <laughs> um, yeah, I, you know, I think that's one of the formal fundamental functions of the heist film is to like allow us to see movie stars do uh, subversive things, you know, like pulling off the heist, you know, like heat, uh, um, the oceans movies, you know, that's, that's what it is. Um, so I think, I think it functions on, on that level. And I think, you know, if you are, if your audience, my audience seemed to enjoy it, uh, outside of that, for me personally, I, I find very little to recommend here. It, like, it's one of those cases where I think everyone making it was having fun, but I didn't have a lot of fun watching it. You know what I mean? <laughs> and I was like, and, 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 and you know, that, that thing about like, it knows what it is. I, I didn't find the scenes compelling. Um, I found there was a lot of storytelling in this film film that seemed odd and and not functional like for example Sarah Paulson's do- uh, son the entire narrative about that didn't really go anywhere enough to dwell on I don't like, even remember what that was well the, you mentioned the scene where uh, she uh, you know she leaves her son and says I've got to go on my on my on my oh, special right. job yes, yes, yes. And it, it, but it didn't right, really right. it didn't really add up to anything there's a scene like and there was like little scenes like that like for example there's a scene where Kate Blanchett is in the middle of the heist and some people come, she's in a halal cut people knock on the door and say hey you gotta like do this I was I like, did like okay that, this has no, this has nothing to do with that anything that was funny to me to see Kate Blanchett as like a street meat dude right. <laughs> I thought that was great um, and I, you know and then the ending uh, in terms of like just the way the ending was put together I, I like that because because I I work in that industry I and you know like it just doesn't land for me the um, ending you mean like wrapping up everyone's storyline or them on the train that that scene on the train I think is like what happens it, on the train again? nothing right? happens on yeah. the train it's why basically why are they on the train they're they're on a train and then we see a bunch of flashback oh flash forwards like where their lives go from this moment <laughs> okay yes yeah. so it's the train, same as walking down the thing okay yeah. train but, was not necessary no it's not that it's not necessary it's executed so badly in my opinion that it's like that that is on a like everything else I think is like you know, fine. It's it's like it does what it does. It you know it does it perfectly fine. That is done so poorly that I I'm I like that. And and again, I am like one of the one percent of people that would care about that. You know, like you, you, you know. did pull the industry card. Yeah, it's, you, you know, like I, I, not, I get it, I, most not, people I get wouldn't it. even notice that. I did not explain. I didn't, but like. Could I? But now looking at it, something else more interesting could have tied that all together. That's sure. fair. That's, like make them go into the bank or some shit. Like, or like just tell us what you're doing. Or surprise us with the meeting. Don't have those. Have them all in a room there, again. There's also like a cart, a train car. There's also like the the oceans films have set up kind of a formula for the heist films, and this film just kind of follows it. You know, like there's nothing because like the surprise, we stole more necklaces. Yeah, they did another. They did a heist within a heist, yeah. which happens in every oceans movie. You know, like there's a there's a second scheme that nobody knows about. Um, you know. Right. That's kind of functional. I, it's, it's. Uh, I I think I enjoyed the night out with my wife. <laughs> there you go. I really hey. I enjoyed that. You know, like I enjoyed but that maybe we got this to is go just credit to your wife. Yeah, you know, yeah, because she has to put up with me first and foremost. <laughs> like you don't know how hard that is. But 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 I you know like I I wish we went to a bit of movie. 
that's, you know, like that's, that's my thing. You know, like I wish we'd gone to see a bit of movie and like, for example, Steve McQueen's movie widows, which is coming out, which is a female driven heist movie, which is coming out later that's in the exciting. year. I'm like that, you know, like I'm doing everything I can not to get excited about that movie. Cause it's fucking mm-hmm. Steve McQueen making a heist movie. Mm-hmm. You know, that's yeah. like Steve McQueen. Can you imagine <laughs> Steve McQueen directing oceans eight? Like what he would do with this genre, what he would do like that to me is profoundly exciting. And again, I, I like Gary Ross. I just think that this movie is like pretty paint by numbers and I can't mm. get excited about it. I like, that's I fair. like painting by numbers. Fair. Yeah. That's that's extremely but fair sometimes, you know, painting by numbers and like color therapy is necessary. You just <laughs> need an escape. It's just, it's like, this is like, I think this has a place in the universe. I think sure. this has TBS. a very... <laughs> very funny. Very funny. Yeah. I think it could be HBO now. <laughs> yeah. I think it could be on HBO for a little bit as a new feature. Um, I think it will go to TBS and it will make TBS a lot of ratings all all the time. Yeah. Um, it's it's just one of those. It like it it did the job that I needed. I'm also I also think that like. I'm seeing, uh, I'm in the studio and I'm seeing this picture of Ghostbusters that I'm staring across yeah. from. I am going to get a lot of flack for this maybe, but that was a terrible film. Yeah. Uh, you're not getting flack for that. Not getting, we all thought the same thing. Yeah. The Again. women all did their best. They had yeah. great performances, mm-hmm. but that film had no idea what it wanted to be. And it was no. all kinds of things. And it was, it was, it was very devastating. It was poorly directed. It was poorly edited. Also, and the writing was not great. No one asked for that. I, if as a woman, I would like a Ghostbusters with like men and women busted ghost like you know like let's let's bust together i don't care or let's just make it because bustin does thank you bustin does feel good on both sides all sides uh but uh i maybe just like new stories yes do we want new stories about with all female driven characters that's what we really want yeah but uh how big hollywood i don't i think is too scared yet to start doing that. that that this is actually the thing it's like the cynical part of me goes this is the the exercise here is to try and prove to us that women driven stories are can be successful and I think that's a no-brainer. Like that that for is, you. like that no, that is that that is a such oh. a no-brainer. And, but and they it's like it sound... very safe within that. Yeah. And like, I don't know, the part where they poison Anne Hathaway and she just like barfs. I'm like, make that a fun like shit your pants scene. You know what I mean? Like, like I guess she had yeah. to Yeah, or like <laughs> just take like a little bit of risks that's like maybe there's some dude who's like, oh, female, blah, blah, blah. Like push him a little bit, yeah. you know? I don't know. Or like get caught and have to like physically fight someone. I don't think anyone I wouldn't physically have fa- fought anyone. Yeah. You should or, check out uh, the Soda. Uh, again, I feel like I'm, it, it's a point of comparison because I think Soda is such an exciting filmmaker. Um, but his film with Gina Carallo, the, the WW, oh, she's a MMA fighter. Uh, now I've gone blank. It's, it's, it's didn't fantastic. He also, the main one. Sh- yeah. Didn't he also just shoot Unsane? Unsane, yeah. On an iPhone? Yeah, with, Cla- with Claire Foy, yeah. yeah see, I need like to see that. that. Oh, I, I, I would be ex- see that. That's All the thing. On an iPhone. I, whole thing. I, I would recommend, I, I mean, I haven't even seen Unsane, but I would recommend that film just knowing the pedigree behind it. <laughs> you know what I mean? If and, you, and what it's trying to do. I would recommend if you need to be outside of the box. I don't need to be outside of the box right now with this. I just need to be in the box, in the theater, having a good afternoon. And like laughing and seeing all these really big actors. And sometimes when there's too many cooks in the kitchen, it can be a terrible movie. Yeah. But there was a lot of cooks, and that's not the reason there were weaknesses yeah. in the film. Yeah. In fact, that's one of the strengths that sort of bound it and saved it. I don't think I don't think this script holds up on its own. I it's don't okay. I, I think it's I think it's a uh, a paper thin skeleton. I think it's, the casting and and how they managed to get the interactions to actually happen uh is is the glue that makes this uh film super entertaining for me yes uh, again same for but, me but things like that 
if not combined with an with an epic story or or a, or a, 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 a heist or what have you that is drawing me in, will not get me to talk about or will not let this stay in my consciousness long and and i i i feel like i'm doing pendulum swings here but that's okay <laughs> that's i i think films i i don't i don't want every film i see to stick with me for the rest of my life i want some to just be like i remember having a good time with that movie and just calling it a day and this movie did that and i would suggest if people want to go have a good time and then call it a day go it's like watching yeah. like you know half of a season of sex in the city like man my day fucking sucked and then i watched like half of season two <laughs> i'm all right now i'm gonna you go get. to bed yeah yeah i don't know i think i don't know I, I, uh, oh, sex in the city is a little you know what's interesting <laughs> though we're all coming to a same conclusion but we are we are <laughs> still but, thinking but, but the con- like, no no yeah. Yeah. I think I think yeah. it's a it's a perfectly meh movie. Meh's yeah. a little harsh. But like meh and an meh. up like yeah. an upper. Yeah. 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 That's more of a okay. Also, I like didn't ask for this either as a woman. I didn't need an all female Ocean's Eight. I don't know if you did, Melissa, but I would like just a female heist movie. Yeah. And I'm just excited for that. And just yeah. excited that they were all together and it went yeah. well. That Try is it off. thrilling just to me. And I was struck by the confidence because I think a lot of times when we see like female driven stuff, it's not always the most like forefront. Like these, they're every single one of them is nailing it. And yeah. that's like you said, the choreography. My, that's something my wife um, said. And I'm, I'm going to, because, you know, she and I were talking after the movie as well. And she was, and one of the things she pointed out, and I, and I thought it was an interesting point. Uh, it's not something I would have immediately thought about, but but it was interesting that she did. Where she was like, "These are all older women, and they're all older women who who are doing the oceans type performances, which is like you know the older George Clooney, yeah. just being sexy because he's older. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, and and she was like, "I love seeing Sandra Bullock just rocking it." Yeah, she was like, yeah. "I love seeing Kate Blanchett look like a rock star." And they're fucking yeah. freaks for looking like that, <laughs> but look, I appreciate. Yeah, also, the, the, the other side is these are extremely beautiful women. You know, well, like, the Ocean's movie had stre- extremely beautiful had, men. Yeah, but, that's true. I'm just saying, right. you know, but like she was like, I just liked seeing beautiful women, totally. older, beautiful women totally. being cool. Here's yeah. a question. Agreed. I, I, I do like that. I, I can't take credit for that thought at all. Ocean's way. Oceans had. So the, uh, one of the cameos was from one of the older guys in Ocean's. Yeah, uh, Mash, Elliot he was Gould. also in Mash too. Yeah, Elliot yeah. Gould. Yeah, um, it's been I, over my head clearly. <laughs> no, there I, are three characters from the Ocean's films that appear in this film. Every oh, woman, right. every woman in the eight is incredibly attractive. Yeah, um, where not I'd say seventy five percent of the men in the Ocean's films were incredibly attractive. The mm-hmm. I, I would say if you want to go one step further, you could go with uh, one or two different casting choices to kind of play against. Uh, I don't know. I think some people would go for Bernie Mac. <laughs> if I really wanted, <laughs> I think some people would be down I for Bernie Mac. Anyway, I'm literally picking the most the useless right nits. Yeah. I could anyway. not name more than two or three of the Ocean's Men. Literally, there's really Brad Pitt and there's George Clooney. Don Cheadle's in it. Yeah. Bernie Mac now. Matt Damon. I didn't remember that. Matt Damon's in it. Uh, uh, it Casey what? Affleck. I didn't remember the, that. Um, Nick Nolte's son. Is it Nick Nolte's son or Scotty? Or Scott? If it's He's not, Clint it's, it's, it's one of the two. Yeah. Yeah. It's one of those two. Clint Nolte's son. Yeah, Clint but then Nolte. also there's the crossover. There's the one guy that worked on all of George Clooney's things too. Yeah, do Yin. All, yeah. Yin. Yeah, Yin. Yeah. Who came Which, and did the same thing that he does in Ocean. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. 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 That, yeah. I could like, have been a probably little, a reference. I that could have been a little more unique. Yeah. You're right. Again, I think it's an okay movie. I'm just, I'm just like, if we're going to say, uh, and this is my final thought, I'll, I'll jump out of this at this point. But you know, if, if we're going to say, 
you know, do I rec- highly recommend this movie? No. Do I mildly recommend this movie? Probably not. If you like <laughs> mildly. Yeah. If you a nice li- mild salsa recommendation. Oh, how do you like Because like, I like fashion mild. movies. I like movies about fashion. And this is like I, I, I mildly. I would have liked them to lean a little bit more into, into the, the fashion. fashion. Yeah, I would have. I mean, I thought they did an OK job. And Hathaway's that. dress was nothing to write home. about. No, I, that was one thing that really irked me. I was like, but oh, like this is the dress. Pink. But yeah. she's a bad designer. Also, don't you? That is a yes. That's very bad. true. B, you want a dress that will showcase the the rocks and not distract from the rocks. There is one know. sort of thematic element that I thought this movie could explore. And it's something that, again, I hate to say it, the Oceans films did find some sort of thematic element to pull through. And I'm not going to say that's it anything to do with being a ma- male-driven film or a female-driven film. It's just that the bitter filmmaker at the helm there in a bitter script. Um, but, you know, the Oceans films were like, okay, why do you need to do this heist? And he was, and Danny Ocean had this thing, which is like, I, I need to do this heist to prove to Tess, played by Julia Roberts, that the man she's with is only thinking about the money, whereas I don't care about the money. So I'm going to steal all his money and prove to her that he only cares about the money. That was like the thematic through line of that film. What a it's not a man great, motive. Yeah. It's not a great one, <laughs> but it's there. Yeah. I thought an interesting idea was something Sandra Bullock said in this film, which is she said, we, I want to look invisible at the Met Gala. I want to be um, behind the scenes. I want people not to notice me. And I thought that was an interesting idea that, you know, these women were coming through and, and attempting to be invisible. And that was their superpower. You know, that was the thing that allowed them to pull off this heist in plain sight. I think that would, it would, if the film kind of like, and this is, you know, I, I hate doing this thing, which is like, you know, reviewing the film you want. You don't film. hate that. Uh, if the film kind of explored that idea and did something with that and like made it a thing where, where it was these invisible women who were able to pull off this heist, I think that would have been, that would How do you make them invisible in your ideal movie? I mean, it has to do with like, Stripping away their glamour, right. you know, these Dressing are glamour down. Yeah, yeah. like make, making them the wait staff in the in the heist, or something like that. Again, this is all hypothetical to like just an idea that I thought was an interesting thing that she said in the film that I wish the film. And would. I but, wonder why they didn't go that route. Was it to just razzle dazzle? We want to see Sandra Bullock in the evening wear. I just don't think the film has that much on its mind. I think. Okay. Well, again, I think it goes back. And why to, does she have an accent? Yeah, I know it goes back to two things. Wait, One, Sandra we, Bullock has an accent slightly. Does she? Yeah, she plays like a Swedish person. Oh, no, the, she oh, plays no. a German. Yeah, but that's at the, at the yeah. Met Gala, right? That was like but a... why? That was, that was like a act, they had, She had a fake identity. A German German accent or whatever. But, like, but hold on. The, 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 I got lost. I'm sorry. Basically, the one, we have already determined that the movie, I think, knows what it wants to do, and it wants to do the fun stuff, so it's going to get rid of the other stuff that it doesn't want to do. The the point about the women being invisible, I actually really loved the handling of that line and the way that they never brought up that it was all women ever again. They used that as sort of the 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 through line of this is why this will work. And then I think without being too overt about it, because I think if they really went too overt with it, it would a strip the fun away and be kind of strip the power away from the line. 
the only reason this does work is because no one, despite what they're wearing, is paying attention to them. Like it, it, it the, the line is through it. Like it does actually happen that way. I think if they punched that home too much, it would feel real bad. I love that it wasn't verbalized because it really takes away. It's kind of like when they use like a plus size model and they're like, here's our plus size <laughs> fat model. And it's like, well, our body image, body positive. It's like, well, you're being insulting by bringing this much attention to it. You know what I mean? So I don't know. And it didn't do that, which I like. It, it worked for me on that level. Again, I, I, I'm not trying to convince anybody or, or whatnot. I just, uh, it's, I, I, I dug it for what it was. I think it knew what it was. And it was a fun movie that didn't care if its characters got anywhere. But by God, they're going to have a good time on the trip. Yeah. I, yep. yeah. Um, yeah, <laughs> that's all I got. That's you guys do podcasting for three hours. Guys, like, I get sorry, it. sorry. No, I. Oh, any questions <laughs> from the audience? Come on, call so, some questions so, from the audience. So, so uh, Sandra Bullock's character, which Sex and the City character would she be? Uh-huh. Samantha. There was a lot of Samantha, Samantha's out like, there. No, Miranda. Miranda. She's Miranda. Yeah, she's Miranda. Yeah, I don't know if there would be. Is there a Samantha on this team? I said no the one's pitch really distracted by men, which is cool. Yeah, yeah. The and only romantic venture is revenge. Yeah, um, <laughs> as it should. Anne be. Hathaway mm-hmm. did a great fucking job. Yeah, I think, I, she's, I, I think she stole the show. Uh, she stole the show, uh, and I didn't. I, I, I honestly, I feel kind of bad about it. But like, I read an interview with her about her winning an Oscar after Les Mis, and she was like, "I didn't. I when I was up there giving that speech, I did not mean any of those words." <laughs> and she was like she was having like an existential moment. She was like, I'm wearing this $50,000 gown and there are starving children like in third world countries. Like she went on and on and on. And she's like, the audience could tell I was not in, I was not grateful or in that moment. And like, we dog on women. If women are in the spotlight for too long, somebody's going to find something about them or make something up about them and bring them back down and put them out so that they have to go take a lap. But like if anyone's in the spotlight for too long, whatever, but she did take what we, some people have thought about her and turned it on its and used it and leaned into it and explored it. And it was so entertaining and she had such range and each, she, she did a good job. She was great. The one thing that Jamie, my roommate, um, we, she had seen the show as well and she is a fashion in fashion and designs fashion. Um, she's been on the podcast. Check out the phantom thread episode. Yay. Um, but she, I thought would have is a good note. Like it, we never see, we just see her come into their, their clubhouse. Yeah. We just see Anne Hathaway show up at the clubhouse. I don't have a lot of female friends. Oh, what a great, Oh my God. But you know, those girls, Yeah, but you know, those girls that don't have a lot of female friends that don't have a lot of female friends that are like, Whoa, that might've been, she might've been the Samantha if anyone. Yeah, Yeah. Um, but to see her like threaten Sandra Bullock and Kate Blanchett's character, be like, I know what's going on here. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Before like, oh, hey guys, here's our next member. I think, I wish they would have had that confrontation like yeah. shown a little bit Yeah, more. that's what I would have wanted. I feel like sure. it got a little too like, ah, uh, the audience will just go for it now. <laughs> yeah, I it, was, got, it, I got, was, it got a little lazy. I, I was okay with the lazy. You're okay with that? <laughs> yeah, um, I don't know. <laughs> uh, I had fun. I had yeah. so much. It was fun to s- I like, hi- I need to see more. I'm yeah. not going to say I'm an expert at anything. What was the um, film sheer? Uh, sit it off. I really like set it off. Set it off is, yeah, is it's one. It's a queen. It's got Queen Latifah and a uh, four women pulling off a heist. Um, okay. Fun. Okay. Set it off is. It's got a great soundtrack as well. That's. I, I will. This is the other thing. 
I really miss David Holmes, who did, who did the score for the first three Oceans movie. He's uh, phenomenal. And this movie just had... I know, couldn't well. tell a difference. And yeah. they resisted putting any Rihanna music in it. Yeah. 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 That kind of speaks to her character that she wasn't like, I'll do it, but you use my music. You know oh, my yeah. God. That, that, she she Will Smith, like the whole thing. Totally. Like, oh, Wild Wild no. West. Yeah. Yeah. Wild Wild West. Men in Black. Men in Black. Welcome oh. to the ocean. <laughs> oh. Give me my umbrella yeah. under the ocean. ocean. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, wow. Like, yeah, yeah. It's I like think a I'm reggae tone in the Okay. Well, I think that cues the end of this podcast. Yeah, we, yeah, we definitely Go see that. it. This yeah. has been the only podcast about the film Ocean's 8. Elise, <laughs> Melissa, thank you so much of course. for Flash. coming on. I'm going to uh, outro you separately, and then I'll do the last sort of pitch for the, for the show. Elise, when you are not selling me delicious rings of chicken. Jeez, I'm more than that, everyone. Where can folks find you? She's in a White Castle commercial. It's fucking hilarious. I'm also going to be on Comedy Central later on uh, next year. Anyway, um, uh, as an actor, not a comedian, uh, uh, where can you find me? You can find me on Instagram at Elise Brando, or you can find... uh, Yeah, that's probably the one That's the one to do it? I'm a visual person. Is your last name Brando? My last name's Brando. It looks like Brando. Sounds like I'm pronouncing it wrong, but it's pronounced Brando, like Marlon. He's yeah. my godfather. Is he really? No. no. hears eyes lit up. I was like, whoa. Uh, <laughs> Melissa, when you're not teaching me the finer points of talking like this, oh. where can folks find you? <laughs> um, I wrote and am doing a musical called Handmaid's Tale the Musical. So if you're in Brooklyn, <laughs> uh, that's around. Thanks. Yeah. And hopefully other places. I'm reading the book right now. So oh, I'm are like, you? yeah. Cool. Yeah, we'll chat about that. I'd love to hear your thoughts. Her, it's amazing. It's oh, amazing. Thank you. Oh, it's so good. Thanks, Sorry. babe. So check that out. Also, these ladies are phenomenal on the podcast. Speaking of Carrie, if you are at all, you know what's interesting? I would say, obviously, if you're into Sex in the City, check out that. If you're not into Sex in the City, check that out. Because I, today we recorded two episodes, and I normally try to watch the episodes that we that we do so I can follow along at least. I did not have time to watch the episode today. And I was enthralled with the conversation so much that probably once I'm done cutting all of these things, I'm going to go watch the episode that you both talked about today. Yeah. Yay! So it is a fantastic Yay. podcast, uh, and please check it out. Shahir... When what? I'm bringing the crowd down, when I'm no! you're gonna do guy. your own. I was gonna say when when you're not trying to elevate the the quality in which we judge cinema. Where can folks find you? You can find my wife being so depressed that she actually chose to go to a movie with me <laughs> 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 by going to my website and reading my sad blog. No, it's www.shahirdaud.com. That's s h a h i r d a u d dot com with my life and works and all that other stuff. Matt. When you are recommending movies for people to see, which I don't think you're 100% convinced about, maybe you are, where could people find you? You can find me incredibly solidified in all of my opinions ah, I've said today uh, at M-A-T-T-A-G-W-K-R-O-L.com for my life and works. Also Skeletor, the number four P-R-E-Z or Emperor M-S-K on Twitter. Also, you can find me narrating and show running the hit YouTube series Extra Credits. We just released something uh, called the Content Conundrum about why video game content is slowly slipping even though we're paying more money for it. Thanks, procedural generation. Anyway, nerd minute over. Uh, we will see all you. Of us just went blank. I know, everyone just, I know. I watched it. I watched it happen. No, I take it back. I didn't watch it. I looked down while I said that because I knew no one would care, but I know you care, (laughs) listeners. So tune in next week and we'll be talking about some more films and you will be listening to that. Bye. Bye Bye. 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 I can't wait no more.